0: And sessions are open to people outside of Bay City too, so bring a friend and spread the word. Week six has arrived for our final arise and build meeting. Come and be involved as we join together for a great night. Five o'clock, the cafe opens. Five thirty, the meeting starts, and childcare is provided. We will end the night with a delicious dinner. Time for you all to get back to a great service. Now remember, next Sunday, no sleep in. Daylight Savings is here. So remember to put your clocks forward one hour. Have a great week, everyone. See you later. Clock forward, not back. Forward. Hey, if you're coming to date night or you want to come, we want to open it up to people outside of the church as well. So after the service, um, this is Delwyn. Delwyn, do you want to stand up? This is Delwyn. Delwyn. And she will be selling tickets just out in the foyer, so you can go out and grab your tickets. Grab them for another couple that you know that would like um, a great night out. Fantastic. Hey, uh, don't forget to come to the last night of Rise and Build tonight. Um, we're just going to really keep on sharing about Vision, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic evening. Um, yeah. What's that? Is that your oil? <laughs> it is great to have you here this morning, and I encourage you just to pray for Pastor Mike, and uh, whereabouts is he? He's in Australia? He's in Melbourne doing a youth camp, and then he's off to Papua New Guinea, and uh, so he'll be back next week or the week after. Um, I really want to just share with you uh, this morning something God has really placed in my heart, and uh, something I'm, I'm, just, I'm really feeling the quickening of the Holy Spirit around, and uh, so I believe it's going to really challenge you and inspire you, and I pray it's going to lift you up and, uh, and bring a change in your life. Um, before we do that, don't forget to come next week and bring a friend. We have got a fantastic preacher next weekend, and uh, you're going to really enjoy him. And uh, it's Grant McCarthy. <laughs> Grant's a great man, got great depth in the word. So I encourage you to come along, bring a friend, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so I, I'm really sensing the, the stirring of the Holy Spirit um, in, in, in many areas of my life and also in the church. And so, so I really want to just uh, bring something this morning. I, I know it's from God, uh, and uh, I really believe it's going to lift you up and inspire you. Um, let's just go to the Word. <laughs> You've got your Bibles with you. Um, why don't you turn to uh, Two Kings chapter six? Two Kings chapter six. And uh, the, the context of the scripture, this uh, what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, I just want to encourage you. Don't don't confine it to just one dimension in your life. I believe that there are um, there are multiple dimensions that you'll be able to apply this into your life, um, whether it's uh, whether it's in business, whether it's in your family life, whether it's in, in your own heart, uh, in the context of church. Uh, this is an incredible story, and uh, the context of the story is that uh, these are the days of Elisha, and uh, the days of the judges, and Elisha was moving very, very powerfully in, in the dimensions of God, um, so much so that you know enemy nations were, were afraid. He moved in the power of God so strongly that the very mention of his name would strike fear into the hearts of, of, of their enemies. And he was a man that walked in a dimension of power that um, I don't think many other people today are walking in, but I believe it's available for us. And... Um, these are days that, so uh, Elisha, the, the power of God was moving so strongly upon Elisha, and uh, momentum had started to gather. And so, what we have, uh, there, are, there are a whole bunch of other young people that also wanted to walk in this dimension of power that Elisha was walking in. And so, Elisha basically started, there was, I mean, you could say today, it was a prophetic school. He started the school of the prophets. And uh, so he had a whole bunch of young people wanting to learn and to move in the power, move in the dimension of God. And today we also have uh, many people that, they are, uh, wanting to move in a fresh dimension of the power of God. And, uh, and this power of God, is not to stem, it's not just manifested in a meeting. This power is a, is, manifests everywhere. The power of God wants to manifest through your, your business. The power of God wants to manifest in your finances. Everywhere, the power of God is not confined to one particular place or one particular dimension. He wants to come and move in every part of your life. And so what we see at the start of this, the, the, the young prophets of Elisha come together, and they said in verse 1, The son of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, this, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. One of the things you find that when God is around your life, when God is moving, things expand, things grow, things enlarge. God is not a shrinking God. God wants us to enlarge and move into greater dimensions, into greater, uh, bigger spaces. He, wants, he, he brings us from cursing into blessing. He brings us from death into life. He doesn't bring us the other way. He brings us into small, from smallness into bigness, in a natural sense, in a physical sense, uh, in a spiritual sense, he brings us, he wants us to enlarge. So these prophets, young prophets, he said, see now, this place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us go and make a place where we may dwell. So Elisha answered, go. Then one, of us, one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So Elisha went with them. And when they went, came to the Jordan, they started to cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out with great despair, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. It's not mine. It was somebody entrusted it to me to care for and to, to look after. So the man of God answered. He said, Where did it fall? Where did it fall? Where did, you, where did the thing go to? And he showed him the place. And so Elisha cut off a stick and he threw it in there and he made the iron float. Come on, somebody say, he made the iron float. Somebody's iron's going to float again this morning. Come on, turn to the person next to you. Your iron is going to float again this morning. Come on, you need to hear this as a prophetic word this morning. Your iron is going to float. Iron doesn't float, does it? (laughs) Iron doesn't naturally float, but I know that this morning God is going to make your iron float again. God is going to make the iron of this church float again, sit on water. God is going to make the iron in your life float again. Whatever you've put your hand to build, God is going to put that iron back into your life again. This church was not birthed on just good ideas and just happy, clappy meetings. No, this church was birthed in a move of the Holy Spirit. This church birthed to move of the spirit that has literally changed and transformed nations. People within this church rose up transforming nations. The iron is going to float again. The iron is going to float again. If you're a business person here this morning, you need to know your iron is going to float again. If you're struggling this morning, your iron is going to float again. Let's get into it. Remember that. So, one of, the, one of the things that we see here is this man, these, uh, this young prophet, he's uh, passionate about building a place for God, passionate about building a great place. These guys were passionate. There was, uh, they had great intentions. They just wanted to, they were hungry for God, they were passionate for God, they wanted to move in the prophetic, they wanted to see God t- come and touch the land. And so, here we see this young prophet, he, he borrows somebody's axe and he's, um, he's swinging away at this tree. Whack, 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 whack. And then he must, I don't know how many trees he's knocked down, but eventually he comes to a point where he gives it a mighty whack and, whoa, something's happened. I've lost my accent. I've lost my iron. Something is gone. And uh, one of the things we need to understand, I just want to bring out to you this morning, is the concept of uh, just the, uh, the thing of iron. And uh, iron is a, everything is symbolic in the Bible. It's not, I mean we can look at the context of an axe head, but what I want to talk about this morning is the iron. The iron floats. have <laughs> got to understand that, if you look back in um, 1 Samuel, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 19, one of the things that, that the Israelites always continually struggled with was a contention with the Philistine army. Philistines were always at the Israelites, always trying to shut them down, always trying to intimidate them, always trying to hold them in oppression. One of the things you'll find is that when you stand up for God, mean, you don't even need to stand up for God. One of the things you'll find is there is an enemy out there that wants to suppress you, that wants to hold you down wants to keep you in poverty, wants to keep you confined, wants to keep you in depression, wants to keep you in bondage, wants to keep you sick, wants to keep you depressed, wants to keep you tormented, wants to keep you poor, wants to keep you unhealthy, wants to keep you in slavery. You don't have to look very far to see that people are still in slavery. People are still fighting demons. They're fighting a Philistine army. You can't always see it with your natural eyes, but you can see the consequences of it. You can see people in our own community devouring, being the Philistine we see here would be drugs. Um, I mean, drugs is a a Philistine that comes and keeps people in confinement. You you see suicide. Suicide is a a, a reflection, I believe, of a Philistine army that that keeps people suppressed and, and keeps people, it robs people of their lives. Although this is a, uh, a story, that we still see the relevance of that in our lives today. So we see here in, in um, 1 Samuel 13 that in verse 19, now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout the land of Israel. One of the big things about iron was this. It was a treasured commodity. I mean, today we can just go down to the shop and buy iron. But in, that, in this context, iron was a treasured commodity. If you had iron... Iron was something that either put you on the top or if you didn't have it, you were underneath. So these are the times when iron started to be discovered as a metal that was stronger than anything else. So iron was an expensive commodity. Um, not everyone had iron. Most of the times when people fought there, they would fight with um, other, other less inferior inferior uh, metals, such as um, they might have wood or spears or, or um, bones or things like that. But once iron was discovered, once people started to discover iron, it gave them a cutting edge. And one of the things that you'll find is that they, the people that found the iron were, were, were basically blacksmiths. What a blacksmith would do is they would put stuff on the coals, they would, they would, heat, the, they would heat the raw element up, and out of it they would forge iron. Out of it, they would forge iron. So a blacksmith was somebody that used to spend the time. They were trained. They knew how to make iron. They knew how to shape iron instruments. They knew how to make weapons. They knew how to make tools. So iron was one of the key factors that gave military uh, powers the cutting edge, that gave them the upper hand. I mean, if you were an enemy army and you had sticks and stones and came up with an army that had uh, iron spears and iron swords, man, you're in trouble. So one of the things that the uh, Philistines would do, they would take away all the blacksmiths. They would disempower the uh, the Israelites. The biblical meaning for iron is strength and power. The Biblical meaning was strength and power. So one of the things that the Philistines would do to keep Israelites powerless was to take away the blacksmiths who knew how to forge the iron. So the Bible says here in verse 19, now there was no blacksmith, not one to be found in the land of Israel, not one. No one was there that knew how to forge the rock and make iron. The Philistines had disempowered everybody. For the, for the Philistines had said, least the Hebrews make swords or spears. But the Israelites would go down to the Philistines and sharpen each man's plowshare, his axe and a sickle. So when it came about on the day of battle that there was neither, ha- neither sword nor spear found in the henny, of the Israelites' hands. When we see this story, one of the things that we find is, yes, the man lost his access, but the significance in it is the iron. The man was beating away, and somewhere along the way, something happened, and he lost his iron. He lost his strength. He lost his authority. He lost his power. And I know in this church, this church was founded on the power of God. We are called to carry the power of God to our community and into the nations of the world. But one of the things we find in different dimensions of our life—we can be building a house, whether it's building a business, building a family, building our own life—and we get so busy and passionate and cutting down, we forget. And some at some point, the head flies off the handle. We discover we're powerless. Discover we've lost our authority, we've lost the power, we've lost the very thing that God has given to us. Maybe you're here this morning, and you find yourself powerless in a place of your life. I want to tell you today that your iron can float again. Your iron will float again. If you're in business here this morning, you're struggling, something's happened, you've lost your edge, you've lost the cutting edge. If you've lost the cutting edge in some area of your life, I want to tell you this morning, God is going to make your iron float again. And I believe that there are people here this morning, you're going to sense a, a fresh move of the power and the presence of God in your life again. In this church, I'm believing that we're going to see a new move of God in this church that will go from here into our own community, into the households here, but also to nations again. That is what we're called to do. Primarily, first and foremost, we have been called to carry the presence and power of the Holy Spirit into our world around us. That's what we're called to do, first and foremost. That's what you're called to do. You are called as a person to carry the power of the Holy Spirit wherever you are. But one of the things that we found is somewhere along the way, axe head got lost. The iron got lost. See, one of the things i found is that the axe head doesn't always come loose at once. It just doesn't, you just don't whack it, whack, whack, and all of a sudden it's gone. I mean, if you're really strong, you might have broken the axe handle. (laughs) But generally you'll find that an axe will come loose over a period of time. It doesn't just fall off you'll just find that it just wiggles loose a little bit, wiggles loose a little bit more. Maybe you've hit some hard spaces. Maybe you've hit some rocks. Maybe you've hit something which has jarred your axe, that has jarred your handle. Something's happened that it's created something to come loose inside there. And one of the things that we find is often we find ourselves, we don't, we're not aware that we've actually lost our power. You think about Samson. He wasn't aware That he had lost his power, wasn't aware that he had lost his strength until he woke up and had a moment. Oh. I've lost it. You may be here and you may have walked in the power of God before. But now it's you're just like holding a stick and just whacking a tree with a stick with no power. Maybe here in business. And once you were prosperous, once you were things were moving for you, but now you find yourself you just feel like you've got a stick and you're just beating the tree with a stick. Maybe you're here and it's a, a personal struggle. You just find yourself beating, a strip, beating the tree with a stick. Even as a church, we can come together and it just feels like we're beating the tree with a stick. Getting nowhere. Trying really hard. I want to say today that God's going to bring us our iron header back again. One of the things that we find is often we don't pay attention, we become so focused on what we're doing. We're so focused, task-orientated to get the tree down. We don't realize that that stick is starting to come loose. We don't realize that we've lost our cutting edge. We don't realize that the the blade has got dull. And we're starting to beat, 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 beat. See, friends, if that axe was sharp, that axe would have just gone straight into that tree. But once the axe starts to get blunt, you just start to just poof, poof, jar it until eventually it just comes loose. Sometimes I think we don't realize how much we've lost or how far we've fallen or how far we've come off track until we have a moment. So The thing is, it's like error increases with distance. So we may come off a little bit here. But down the track, we find ourselves a long way off track. One of the things that I was challenged by, these young guys are prophets. (laughs) And here he is, he's lost his accent, and he didn't know what to do. We've had lots of people, lots of uh, people can come through and tell us and and, and have good intentions, but you've got to know how to make the iron float again. We don't want to just keep whacking, but we need people that know how to make other people's irons float again. Not just get all panicky because we've lost our own iron. <laughs> one of the things that I want to encourage you this morning, see on his, on his mind he paid no attention to the feel of his axe as he chopped away. He may have even decided that he just needed to one, take one more chop at the log. Oh, I shouldn't have taken that chop. How many times you've come to a place and I've just done one too many things? <laughs> I should have stopped back there. I, I saw the warning signs, but I just kept driving. <laughs> I saw the warning signs in my relationship, but I just thought I'd just give it one or two more whacks and it'll get there. Uh, how many people have been like that before? <laughs> I'll just give it one more, two more goes, and then I'm sure it's, we're not that far away before we get the breakthrough, but I'll just give it one more stop. Abraham Lincoln said these, said these words. He said, give me six hours to chop down a tree. He said, the first four I'll spend making sure my axe is good and sharp. Give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll make sure that my axe, for the first four hours, I'm going to work on my axe. I was looking about um, axe heads. You know, I believe that God can restore. and God is going to restore what's ours. God's going to restore what's yours. He's in the restoration business. One of the things about an axe is this. How to restore an axe? I had a look at this. One of the things that they do is the bond in between the, the, the handle and the and the, the iron, when that starts to become, it often comes loose because it gets jarred, often comes loose because it gets dry. No moisture, no substance in there. It loses its connection. One of the first things that you do when you start to restore an axe is this, is you soak it in oil. <laughs> you soak it in oil for up to a week. You've got to see the picture, and there's a prophetic picture in here. You've got to get soaking back into the anointing again. If you've lost your cutting edge somewhere, if you're not moving in the place that you used to move, if if you're starting to get loose, if things are, are kind of not fitting well again, you've got to get yourself back into the presence of God. Get yourself back in the presence of God. Get yourself back into the anointing. Immerse yourself back into the anointing again. So when you wake up next Sunday... If you feel like that axe head is a wee bit loose, don't just stay home. Get yourself back into the presence of God. Bring yourself into the house of God and immerse yourself. Immerse that iron, immerse that handle back into the anointing again. If you know somebody around you, that's their axe head is loose, their iron is loose, get them into the house of God. Get them soaking in the anointing again. One of the things you'll find is as you soak in the anointing, what happens when they soak it in the oil? is that the wood starts to expand again and starts to bond again with the iron and starts to firm up the connection. One of the things you also do is you, you get that oil and you rub it into the steel. You rub it into the steel. Friends, you've got to make sure that somebody is rubbing the anointing into your life. You've got to make sure that somebody somewhere is rubbing the anointing into your life. You've got to be, we've got to be keeping ourselves in the Word, keeping ourselves in a place of prayer, keeping ourselves in a place of relationship. The Bible says as iron sharp as iron, so does a, 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 a man shift the countenance of his friend. One of the things that you find when people are unhealthy is they start to withdraw and isolate themselves. Instead of getting into somebody, getting into a relationship again, getting around people, getting around somebody that can sharpen you up again, that can lift your countenance, that can lift your weary burden, that can oil you up again. There are people here today, you isolate yourself when you get into trouble. That is the wrong thing. The Bible says in Proverbs, he who isolates himself only seeks unto himself, and his end is in destruction. Don't isolate yourself if your axe head is, is 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 loose. If you're in a place where you're losing your power or things are starting to get loose in your life, don't withdraw and isolate yourself. Get into the place, get into the presence of people that can rub the anointing into you. Get into a place where the word gets into your life. Get into a place where somebody can lift your countenance and sharpen you back up again. You'll find where people start to withdraw, they're unhealthy. There's something wrong inside of their life. There was something loose. They're losing their edge. They're losing their power somewhere. One of the things you find is, as, as Elijah said to him, this man, he gets all upset, I've lost the cutting edge. The man of God said, where did it fall? What happened in your life? What's, what's gone on that's caused you to lose your power? Was it a disappointment? Maybe. Maybe was it a broken dream or, or something that you hoped for? Maybe it was an offence. I'm sure you'll know what it is somewhere. You'll find there'll be a moment in your life, a moment where something has happened and it's fallen somewhere. Where did it fall? Maybe you're here and you used to walk in the power of God, but you're not anymore. What happened? Where did it fall? Where did you let go of it? Where did it fly off the handle? Maybe you're here and you're, again, you're maybe in business or in some place in your work environment. You used to operate in a, in a dimension that was sharp and cutting edge, but somehow you've lost it. Where did you lose it? Today, the Holy Spirit is available. The Holy Spirit, he's the spirit of truth. He is the restorer, he loves you, he knows, he's powerful, he's He's the Holy Spirit. He can take us back to that place. He wants to take us back to that place where we've lost our cutting edge, where we lost the power, where we lost the strength in our life. Maybe it was compromise. His mercy, the Bible says, is new every morning. If you've compromised, if if you've done something which has caused you to come away, the Bible says His mercy is new every day. Every morning it's new. The Bible says that we can come boldly into his throne of grace in our time of need. If you need fresh oil in your life, you don't need a great man. The Holy Spirit is the great man. Jesus is the great man. You've got to get back into his presence again. Get back into his presence, not just by yourself, but let's come together as a body of people and get soaking, get that anointing back around our lives again. Where did you lose it? Allow somebody, allow the body of Christ, allow somebody in the body of Christ to help you pick it back up again. Sometimes we wait for the Holy Spirit to do it sovereignly. Sometimes he does that. But sometimes we've just got to get in relationship again with somebody else. Say, I need you to sharpen me up. I need you to help me get my iron back again. I need you to lift my countenance again. I don't want to walk through this alone. I want to get back up into the place that I operated in again. Help me. Help me. I know that there's people here that will help you get back into that place again. Don't isolate yourself. He Who isolates himself, seeks to his own. Sometimes people, they think they're getting into the the presence of the Lord, but, but actually they've isolated themselves from people. Get back into relationship with people. You and I, we are the body of Christ. When I uh, feel like I'm losing my power, one of the things I would do, sure, I'll pray, but I'll get on the phone, I'll get in touch with somebody and say, so just talk with them, just talk with me, just speak something to me. And they lift my countenance. I've got people like Pastor Norm, just rings me, talks to me. Hey, come on, I'm just praying for you. You've got something, you've got something from God. I believe in you, man. It lifts my countenance up. Get into the Word. I read something this week. Just lift me up straight away. Where have you lost it? Where have you lost it? Let's get back onto the horse again. The Bible says that the man of God went and said, where did you lose it? So we went and showed him. Showed him the place, and he cut off a stick, and he made the iron float. Holy Spirit, he's going to make the iron float. He's not just going to suggest it floats again. He's not going to just inquire about it. He is going to make iron float. He makes me lie down between, between, in green pastures. Today, Holy Spirit is going to stir people this morning. He is going to make your iron come afloat again. Make your iron come afloat again. So the Bible says that Elisha said to the man, Therefore, he said, Pick it up for yourself. So, what we see here is the, the power, the iron has fallen into the water and it's, it looks like it's lost. Elisha casts the stick in, next thing you see is this iron floating on the water. This morning I sensed that the iron is floating on the water. <laughs> You know the iron can just sit there and float and float and float. It can float there as long as it takes. As long as you want it, just floating, sitting there. Elisha said, stretch out your hand and pick it up for yourself. There's faith involved in getting the iron, the power back into your life again. You've got to stretch out for yourself. You've got to do something. That prophet ain't going to put it on that handle for you. Now you've got to put that thing, you've got to reach down. He, he brought it to the surface, man. You've got to go and get that iron and put it back on your stick again. This morning, don't be passive. Don't be sit down and have a pity party. The iron is floating. So The Bible says that the man, the young prophet, he reached out his hand and he got his power back again. He got his cutting edge back again. He stretched it out. He responded in faith. This morning, I believe, if you respond in faith, if you stretch out again, Your iron's going to float. But not only that, you'll get your strength back. Today, God is bringing your strength back. Today, God is bringing your iron back. Today, your iron's back again. Your strength is here again. Your cutting edge is back. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it now? The choice now, I believe, is that each and every one of us has the choice to stretch out and either pick it up or just to let it sit there. I can't do that for you. Pastor Mike can't do that for you. There is no prophet in the world that's going to do that for you. There is no man of God, doesn't matter how powerfully they move, is going to do that for you. They can make the thing float, but somewhere you've got to stretch out. Somewhere you've got to reach down and pick it back up again. Somehow you've got to get it connected back on. Somehow you've got to fit it back to your handle. And somewhere you've got to start swinging that axe again. Amen? Come on this morning. Somebody's going to get their power back. Somebody's going to get their authority back. Somebody's going to get their strength back. I just love the musicians just to come up right now. somebody's going to get their eye back. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence, your wonderful anointing here again. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here right now. There are people here this morning. And I know that there's people here. You've lost your cutting edge. You've lost that power that you once walked in. You've lost that strength that you once walked in. Maybe a failure, maybe you've made some mistakes that caused that to happen. I want to encourage you this morning. God is not angry with you. The Lord has not passed you by. The Lord is not going to just leave you hanging. See, Elisha said, Just show me where it was. He didn't give the guy a hard time, he didn't condemn him. He didn't say, Oh, it's because of your lack of faith, brother because you've been doing this, because you've been doing that. No, 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 no. The prophet just said, show me where it is. Of course I'm willing to help you. Holy Spirit today, He's not here to condemn you. He's not here to put you down. He's here to lift that iron back to you again. He's here to help you this morning. Why don't we just stand to our feet right now? As I've been sharing this morning, you've felt the Holy Spirit touch you and speak to you. Say, yes, I've lost something that I once walked in. I've lost the cutting edge. I've lost the strength in a part of my life. Whatever part of your life it may be, something has robbed your strength. Something has caused it to come loose and fall off. Maybe you're just dry and your axe head is wobbly. Today, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here right now. For some of you, it's calling you to reach down and pick up your axe head again, pick up your eye. For some of you here, it may be, I'm just dry. I need to soak in the anointing afresh. I need to soak in the oil afresh. We're just going to worship a little bit. And if that's you this morning, why don't you come to the front here? Why don't you just step out in faith? Make one step of faith. Step forward and say, yes, Holy Spirit, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to grab that iron again. I'm going to grab my strength again. I'm going to get my cutting edge back. If you're loose in your handle this morning, why don't you come forward and say, I need the anointing of God back on my life afresh. Come on, why don't you come forward this morning as we worship.